Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Chat. The hideaway is open tonight. I looked at it or whatever. You know, quicksand is that the equivalent is made out of dicks, 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 dicks. It's banter. Ooh. This shit is crazy. Yeah. I'm ready. This was a really good week. It was I great. I was very pleasantly surprised. I will say I watched all three of these episodes uh, this morning. <laughs> yeah. Love it. So you might <laughs> need to guide me through it slightly, but um, <laughs> no, I was fresh, certainly fresh. locked in. Locking, locked Lock in, locked in, certain, <laughs> certain moments. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. We're gonna have lots of to discuss with this one. A quick disclaimer: it is the very end of cancer season, and I have been emotional. <laughs> so if I am emotional during this episode, there was a point when I cried. Really. <laughs> We'll discuss. Oh, shit. Okay. We have some business to get into before we get there. Yeah. So first of all, did you notice that the opening voice for, please do not try to record or, <gasps> or, or interrupt any. Do you want me to do it? Yeah. You are watching On Demand. Please do not try to vote or enter any competition or other interactivity in this program, as it may not count, not count and you may still be charged. Still yeah, I did not know. Changed. I didn't notice that. No. I, it's because I it's like, me okay. now. I've been practicing it. It <laughs> was perfect. You memorized it exactly. I've been kind I, of like trying to memorize it and like save it for a moment for you, and this felt appropriate. 
I like literally always say it along with it when I'm Me watching. Me too. <laughs> and then also the um like competition that you can enter to like win that trip for you and your mates or whatever. Uh-huh. You have yes. to send it to Darby. Vibe. Oh yeah. Yeah. Vibe Jet Holidays. <laughs> yes, yes. D E one zero N Q. This shit is cemented into my brain. <laughs> Well, Mara, I think that we have a five-star review that we'd like to share with we the sure listeners. Do. We had the nicest little five-star review. Oh, we have two, actually, that I want to read. One's really short. <laughs> is it a new one that you didn't it's even know about? One. It's a new one. Hello from Baltimore. I am the one listener. Laughing face. <laughs> Mara, did you write that? No. No, no, no. The username is X-A-X-H-X-L. That's not me. Okay, well then why aren't you downloading our podcast? I am. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's happening with that. Okay. Okay. No, the for real. The the other the other one that we got that's so funny. Hello from Baltimore. Wow, I wonder who that is. Okay. So we got a five star review from Kayla Layla. She says they got the chat. She says, My favorite L I UK, Love Island UK recap pod. These ladies aren't holding back on some great takes and you can feel them having a good time while recording. Podcast feels very relatable because all their thoughts are what I'm screaming to my TV while watching. So it truly feels like I'm with friends. And one thing I personally enjoy is that they discuss the underlining problematic topics we've seen throughout the history of the show. And it's nice to see other people still enjoy Love Island, but can also see these issues too. Two things can be the same. You ladies are perfect. Never change. Oh my god, Kayla. Kayla Layla. You you're made my best fucking day when I read that. So it's actually <laughs> a like complex. I don't remember exactly. It's like part of like Piaget's stage or no Erickson's stages of development. <gasps> my favorite. Yes, of being able to hold two three two things as true at once. Oh. It's like a slightly more evolved <laughs> Patting are ourselves sure, on the back. Are you thinking of the more the stages of morality? Maybe. Regardless, it's in some psychologist has decided that being able to hold two things two things as true at once is like a good cognitive skill. And this is just in comparison to another review that I will not read. <laughs> but it is three stars, and they said that three they were excited we'll about the podcast, but we're bringing too much wokeness into it. So what yeah. I have to say is that if you think we're too woke for you, as much as we beg people to listen to the podcast and beg to share with their friends, we don't need you here. We will continue to be woke. We will continue to stand up for Islanders of color and women and all of those things. So if that's a deal breaker for you, uh, bye. Yeah, I don't think there's any way I could not talk about that kind of stuff with you Ari I think it's just so it's so very much on the top of my head all the time you and I both work in fields where we are actively thinking about this a lot and so it's kind of no shock that we would bring the same perspective to a tv show and also like we have to acknowledge the fact that we are two white women having a conversation about a show that is thankfully like very diverse right and to not acknowledge that privilege and the concerning ways that we see islanders without that sort of privilege being treated feels grossly irresponsible so That's our takes on that. I completely agree. That's why I liked Kayla's, which says we can do both. We love the show. I mean, that cannot be denied. We're allowed to point out. We're allowed to point out criticisms uh, and potential other isms, like 
excuse me, racism or sexism and still love the show. Right. That's the beauty of life. Nuance, baby. Nuance. The beauty of (laughs) shows like this is that we get to look at humans interacting and human nature and have these bigger conversations about the implications and what it means and how it relates to our lives and how we can make the world a better place. And like if we weren't having any of those sorts of conversations and we were just like, and then Zach says this and then Molly says this and we like didn't dive into – I mean, I guess maybe that's a bad example if we're talking about wokeness, although we did low-key say that Zach was displaying abusive behaviors in our last episode. But regardless, yeah. like, it's just – it's going to happen. So, you know, we appreciate your feedback kind of, but um, we will not be taking it. So love you, Kayla, Layla. <laughs> yes. I appreciate the feedback. We will not be taking. Definitely true. Okay, and before we get into our episodes this week, as always, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and follow us at She's Got the Chat on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and TikTok, mm-hmm. and here's a very short but interesting list of a few cities in which our last episode was downloaded only a one time, starting it off with San Francisco, California, huge city, the fuck? Huge city, Yeah. Calgary, Alberta, Tom's River, New Jersey, and Cambridge, Cambridgeshire. We would love to have multiple in all of those next episode. Wait, do you – is Upper Marlboro uh, – I never know how to say that. Like Marlboro, Maryland. Yeah, is that Upper close Marlboro, to you? Man. Yeah, uh, uh, it's closer to where Lucas grew up. It's like closer to D.C., outside D.C. Okay, yeah. Hi, Lucas's friends. Share with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> There. We don't have any friends who live there. No, maybe, actually, we do. That could be my friend, Christine, who lives out there. Hi, Christine. <laughs> Share with your friends. She's like technically Rockville. It's fine. Anyway, we don't have to talk about the geography of Maryland. <laughs> Without further ado, let's, let's chat. It is Hulu episode 51. And it's nighttime, and the islanders who were safe other than Whitney and Luckin were sent back to the villa. We see all of them getting ready for the evening and wondering who is going to be returning. And Ella says that if Mitch comes back today, he is actually invincible. (laughs) He's invincible, baby. (laughs) The producers like him. They love him. He's hilarious. Yeah. Scott makes the toast. Tyreek and Ella are wondering why Whitney and Luckin had to stay with Maya, and Tyreek is like, they're choosing something. Okay. He knows. This feels like a forced conversation, but yeah, he knows. Ella thinks that one couple will come back, and she thinks that it will be Katie and Uzi, and Tyreek is like, whatever, just as long as we're good. Mm-hmm. And then he says, why aren't we the favorite couple? <laughs> and then they cheers to them. Yeah. And this the beginning of a little Tyreek and Ella I think have been sitting very comfortable feeling like mm-hmm. they are very clearly the public's favorite couple and the clear shoe in winners and I think that in this yep. moment or last episode's moment where Whitney and Lockin were chosen as the favorite couple they began to see that that may not be the case and yep. this is going to play out now for the episode yes big time We see a chat between Molly, Sammy, and Jess, and Molly doesn't think that many people are going to come back, but she wonders when Zach will put her feelings first. (laughs) She's going to see how Zach moves, and she wants him to graft. We see Whitney and Locke in return with Mitch and Ella, and 
Originella is shocked that they sent home Katie and Uzi and everyone gathers around the fire pit to debrief. Bakken is like, don't come at us. <laughs> He's like, don't come at us. The producers made us do it. Or don't come right. at us. It's good for all of us because they were bigger competition. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. One of the two. One of the two. Whitney explains what had happened after everyone left and Locken kind of tries to explain why they picked who they did. And they said that Mitch is a big character in the villa. They keep saying this. He's a big character yeah. in the villa. Also, I didn't say this at the end of last episode, but part of the explanation that they give is like, oh, we knew that Katie and Uzi would make it on the outside. Right. Do you, <laughs> do you know that? Do you feel confident about that? I don't feel confident about that whatsoever. No. If I had to put Definitely my money not. on anything, it would be Katie and Uzi breaking up within the next three days. Week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll take those odds. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Locken is like, it obviously wasn't a nice decision to make. And Tyreek says he doesn't envy them, but it might have been the wrong decision. <laughs> and I just have to say, like, I... <sighs> It is moments like this where it's hard to not feel bad for Mitch because it's like he's fucking sitting there and they're all basically being like, you should have sent him home. I know. It's brutal. It's really sad. I would be like, I'm literally right here. Yeah. He should have said that. That would have been funny. I know. It would have been funny. Yeah. It would have proven how big of a character he is. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Which is the entire fucking reason that he's sitting there in the first place, apparently. Also, exactly. just like personally, I'm annoyed that they didn't go home because I can't with the bombshell originella situation. But I guess Same. we shall persist. And I'm sure they'll go we home will, soon. We will. <laughs> Nevertheless, she will persist. Or what I'm is. <laughs> yeah. Nevertheless, she persisted. <laughs> Get out of here with that woke shit, Mara. <laughs> we then get a BCGC. We see Whitney saying that she's weighed the pros and cons. We cut to the boys. Tyreek says he used a poor choice of words and says that Mitch has to put all of his energy now into LB. Mitch says that his head's been really fucked up and he's owned it. We cut to the original and she says, don't you think that Mitch has had so many opportunities? And Abby says, just yesterday, Mitch said that he doesn't even think Ella and him would work on the outside. Whitney says, everyone's relationships are up for questioning, so it's fair game. And Ella B says, all I've wanted was Mitch, and now we get to have that time. Abby then kind of argues regarding her Ella pulling Tyreek. Mm -hmm. And Ella says, I took Mitch on the date. I pulled Tyreek because of our history. Whitney says, there's no right or wrong, no matter who went home. Molly says, well, you did me a favor. And Whitney says, Katie and Uzi would have been the easy route. And I'm honest. Would have been so, the easy, easy route to save them, she meant. Yes. Yes, definitely. So Jess, Sammy, and Molly then have a chat. Jess did not like Abby's comments. And Jess says that she's glad that she and Sammy were not in the bottom three. And then uh, we see a conversation between Mitch and Tyreek. Mitch says that he thought that he was going to go home and he was really upset about what Tyreek said. And he feels like he values his friendship with Tyreek more than Tyreek values it. They kind of go back and forth a little bit, but they ultimately squash the issue. Yeah. Classic. Like every time one of the boys is trying to talk to Mitch about something, they just get to the point where you can see them just resigns to like, you are such an idiot, but I love you. Yes, very much so. <laughs> Bombshell now pulls Abby and says that she did not like Abby's comment and that she should not be made to feel unwelcome that she's returned and she accuses Abby of being bitter. 
Abby's like, I was just backing up Tyreek. And Ella says, we're all here for a reason. And Abby's like, yeah, but the stronger couple should be here. The funny thing is it's like you and Scott weren't even the bottom and you probably should have been in the bottom. Right. So if you want to talk about strong couples, let's talk about strong couples, Abby. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Abby says that Mitch said that him and Ella wouldn't work on the outside and Mitch kind of overhears this and is like, I've never said that in my life. And then Abby says, well, <laughs> roll the tapes, babe. And again, this is where I'm like, dude, producers, roll the fucking tapes. Roll the tapes. Luckily, someone on TikTok did roll the tapes and Mitch did say that. <laughs> producers. Ella calls her better again. Mitch comes over. Ella's explaining that nobody should be made to feel unwelcome. Abby says that she doesn't care and she's happy for them and everyone's just kind of arguing and Abby apologizes for making her feel unwelcome and then Bombshella ITMs that she's going to prove everyone wrong by what? Marrying Mitch? Right. Don't do it. (laughs) Get out. Scott is now talking to Whitney Lockin, Ella, Tyreek, and Mitch and is saying that he's mad at Ella. I'm assuming he is talking to Originella and about Bombshella. Yes, that's right. Again, fuck you, producers. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Whitney says that Abby is bitter. Ella backs Abby. Whitney's like, Abby's intention behind the comment stems from the bitterness towards Mitch. And Whitney ITMs that, honestly, it's hard being me these days and takes a sip <laughs> of her wine. That was such a fucking mood. <laughs> Everything she does is a mood. Like, that's how I feel. Honestly, hard being me these days. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it was such a vibe. I loved it. (laughs) We now see a chat between Whitney, Molly, and Abby, and Abby explains why she said what she said. Whitney explains that she didn't make the decision based on who she felt the strongest couple was. And Whitney is like, you are very vocal, and when you're vocal, you need to be ready for how people respond. And then Abby explains what she said to Ella. And Whitney says that, again, it stems from bitterness. They argue about whether this is opinion or truth. Yeah. And this, to me, was like that scene in Inside Out where they're on the train with Bing Bong and they accidentally knock over the box of facts and opinions. Yes. And they're like, uh-oh, what do we do? And Bing Bong's like, I don't know. They look the same. Just throw them all in the box. <laughs> Oh, such a good movie, honestly. Such a good movie. <laughs> love that movie. <laughs> R.I.P. Big Bong. <laughs> Whitney says, of course, Ella is going to be upset about your opinion and you're being daft if you think that she wouldn't get upset and Abby walks off. Yeah. Whitney was like, hard truths. Yeah, She's but- on a hard truths uh, campaign right now. She is. I also agree with her in this moment because it's like, yeah, we just had to make a really shitty decision because yeah. we're more liked than you. So if you were in that position, you could have made a different decision. We didn't. Right. If you say something about it, people are going to have thoughts about what you're saying about it, just like people are having thoughts about our fucking decision. Exactly. Yes. I mean, yeah, she's stuck between a rock and a hard place and surely sh- has no other option than to just be like, this is how it fucking is. And Agreed. that's that. Yeah. So before bed, Abby is crying. Jess tells Whitney that the only reason Whitney got voted favorite couple is because everyone loves Lockin, to which Whitney says, you know what? I'll take that. It's better than carrying Sammy. (laughs) (laughs) 
such also, a like, good line. What the fuck are you talking about? Everyone is obsessed with Whitney, or is that just me? I, okay, so this was something interesting too. Uh, when Catherine left, I saw another interview with her where someone asked her, "Did Whitney know before the favorite couple vote that she was really well liked?" And Catherine says, "Yes, because people would come into the villa all the time and be like, oh, my mom loves you,' or you're like, oh my gosh, it's Whitney,' like making kind of like a big deal out of her." And so right. it's funny. It's it's interesting that Jess would say that, like, oh, it's just because everyone loves Lockin. It's like, no, we all know that the public loves Whitney. Well, right. But if people are saying that to Whitney and Whitney's not, like, going around bragging about it, which we can talk about when we get to the challenge a little bit. Like, right. I understand why maybe Jess wouldn't know that. But also Whitney and Jess have seemed to be really close friends. Right. Whatever. I think that Whitney probably is humble about it. She probably yeah. – is like cool. I'm glad people like me, and like that's I agree. That, you know, it's kind of like the yeah. opposite of what Olivia said when she came out of the villa last year of being like, I did know about the public perception about me because people kept coming in and being like, Oh, I expected you to be a bitch, but you're not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I yeah. really wish that we got to see more of that footage of like what people said about the public perception about the Islanders when they came into the villa. It I know feels that would like be interesting. It would add a lot to the context and just the intrigue of the show. I agree. Producers, if you're listening. Hire so, us. yeah. So then Abby says to Ella that there's nothing there with Mitch. So Ella B, that there's nothing there with Mitch and she's happy for them. But she still seems pretty angry. Mm-hmm. In the morning, we have a BCGC. Locken says it was really nice to be voted favorite couple and he really sees a future with Whitney. Mitch says he was really scared, thought he was going to go home. Abby says that she doesn't want to be in the drama anymore. Ella B, Whitney, and Jess agree that Abby still likes Mitch. And they say that Molly thinks that now that Katie is gone, the problems are gone as well. But Zach is actually the problem. Mm, Can I just say about this quickly that it was astute of Molly to worry about how the other Islanders would respond to Zach's actions given this. Uh, When? Last episode when I think it was when they were at the beach club and she was like, I'm worried about how like – other people are going to perceive Zach because and like of her family. his choice in the challenge. Yeah, her family. Yeah. But also I think she was saying to the girls, like, you guys. You've put doubt into everyone's mind. Yeah. All the Islanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It is very astute for sure. Zach says to the boys that Molly has asked him for space and he's going to go ahead and give that to her, which we then cut to Molly saying that she can't remember whether or not she asked for space, but she doesn't actually want any space. She wants Zach to t- talk to her. Yeah. So an immediate uh, miscommunication we're seeing here. Yeah. Lockin and Zach then have a chat. Zach says he feels like it's awkward to not talk to Molly. And Zach says that it would be over if Molly wanted it to be, which I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. He says he doesn't understand what space means. He wants her to meet him in the middle. He makes a thing like, I would go all the way to her. I just I just need her to meet me somewhere. I don't understand what space means. Right. Uh, yeah, it's not great. Uh, but Lockin says he just needs to reassure Molly. Molly and Jess now chat, and Molly is saying that she knows that Zach wants her, but she wants to be shown that he knows that he has done something wrong as well. And Zach asks Molly if she wants water, and she says yes, and then says to Jess, I don't want water. I just want him to bring me water. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Zach is like, I'll talk to you tonight. 
And she's like, okay, like, I'm ready to talk whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I thought you wanted space. And she's like, nope. I know. She's like, nope, not really. So we now see Mitch and Zach chatting. And he's, like, talking about how he really likes Molly, doesn't like the situation. Mitch asks about them becoming girlfriend-boyfriend. And Zach is like, I just want to get through this hurdle the right way. Was this also the conversation where – Zach was like, she's just like so gorgeous. Look at her. And Mitch is yeah. like, I know, like so naturally beautiful. And I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I know. Do you think that there's a part of Mitch that is like, okay, I like had an interesting storyline? Or do you think that he wishes that he just would have been with Molly from day one? That's a good question. Maybe, yeah. Maybe Molly from, I mean, he kind of was with Molly from day one, though. Like he no, came Mi- in and like immediately. Mitch. Oh, Mitch. Oh, definitely he wishes he was with Molly. Yeah. Oh, fucking for sure. Like, doesn't that add just such an awkward layer to these conversations that he's having with Zach where he's like, yeah, like, she is so beautiful. (laughs) I just want to be with her. Yeah, you're so Like, he has been pining for her this whole time. We all know that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nighttime now, and Tyreek shares that he has something planned for Ella. Jess makes the cheers to her and Sammy not being in the bottom three. (laughs) (laughs) And Bombshella and Mitch on the start of their journey, which is nice. This awareness of the bottom three thing reminds me a bit of, again, Olivia and how I hypothesized last season that she – didn't want to be with Kai anymore because she noticed that he kept being in the bottom three, but Jess mm. is handling it much better. Yeah, I agree. And maybe learn from that because Kai went on to fucking win. That's so true. Do you think yes. we're going to have our second Casa winner in a row? I think it's possible. I do too. I think it's fucking possible. Oh, so we see Tyreek, Sammy, and Zach That's chat. Awesome. Tyreek shares that he is in love with Ella. And he is going to tell her tonight. And he has a plan. So they get specifically the orange and pink bean bags. Not the yellow bean bag. Can't have the yellow. Can't have the yellow. Did you see there were like (laughs) multiple shots of like just the yellow bean bag like abandoned? Yeah. They put kind of petals on the runway. And this is all like in the entrance of the villa where like they don't go very often. Yes. And there are some chocolate strawberries, and then they come up with a game plan. Did you notice that when Tyreek and Ella actually go out to the beanbags, that the chocolate was like melting off of the strawberries? No, I didn't. And then immediately, <laughs> like as soon as they start to have the conversation, they're just like nowhere to be seen. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> wow. No, I didn't even notice that. That's hysterical. Yeah. Well, okay, so Tyreek goes over to Molly, Ella, and Jess, and the way that he says, hey, he goes over to them and he's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awkward. It was like such a weird way to come in on that. Yeah. But he then asks, he gets a, he wants to get a picture with Ella in the heart. And while he's doing this as a distraction, Sammy and Zach take everything out to the front of the villa. Tyreek and Ella like go and sit down for a little bit and have a chat. He says that she's really smiley today. She says she's happy. Well, at first she's like, I'm always smiley. And he's like, no, you're not. Right. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. So then he gets the he gets the nod from Sammy. And then Tyreek grabs her hand, says, Follow me. And he takes her out front. 
and Ari, when they walk out front, this is when I realized that Tyreek, yet again, has created a 10 out of 10 game plan. You know why? Because the fucking camera in the front of the villa is a higher definition fucking camera. I noticed the same thing. And also the fact that they were even allowed to do this. The only time that I can remember there being like scenes in the front of the villa is last season when Shaq was crying. And this season when Neo took the girls to Casa. Like this is not standard Islander treatment. No. I was like, "Ah!" I couldn't fucking believe it. Yeah. It was amazing. So he gets this beautiful high-definition declaration of love. So congrats to Tyreek on that one. He says, the last thing I expected was to find someone I had a really great connection with. It's not been easy, but nothing worth having comes easy. He's never had these feelings before, and he can't wait for their future. And he says, he loves her. And she says, I love you, too. This (laughs) is the scene that made me cry. (laughs) Oh, you are emotional. <laughs> I watched it twice. I mean, this was really cute. Like, to be fair, I was like fully buying in. It's kind of unfortunate all the shit that happens later because I kind of bought out almost immediately. But I really bought into them. I was like, oh, shit. They're gunning. They're gunning for number one. They really fucking are. And that is the other thing. And the other thing that makes this such a fucking beautiful move in Tyreek's part is that this is his response to the finding out that Whitney and Lockin were voted number one. Whereas Ella's response is not quite as good. And we'll discuss when that comes up. But I thought that this was so sweet. And not only was the camera quality better, but I loved that he did it privately and didn't include the other Islanders. I thought it was one of my favorite declarations of love that I have ever seen on the show. It was really good. And I cannot... I mean, I know we said it that like literally the camera quality like really does make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Just uh, round of applause, Terry. Good job. I would like to give Good a round of job. applause to Toby. Yes, same. I was like, this has Toby written all over it. Dude, fucking everything that I know. Oh. I was like, Toby fucking told it. He was like, you know, man, you should. Whenever this happens, like, you should totally do it in the front because the camera has the camera is better out there. And this is exactly what we were talking about before when he officially like closed things off with Ella. Yeah, where, like he knows that he has to take the steps slowly. He can't yes. just like go all in at that point because then there's no more progression for the relationship. I do want to discuss a little bit like the difference between an I love you and boyfriend and girlfriend, which we're going to yeah. see in a bit. So let's just talk about that later. But okay. um, I'm curious about your take about like which one is a higher level of commitment in the villa. So be considering that. Agreed. I'm happy to chat that when okay. we get to the moment that you're discussing. So okay. we head into episode 52. We see Tyreek and Ella all loved up. They're talking about how much they like each other and how they both have qualities that they really want in each other and a partner. And then we see a conversation between Molly and Zach. And Zach says that he they needed the space, but he doesn't want to do space again. He does admit to not really having listened to her. And she says that she didn't want space. Zach says, well, we learn from this and we do it better next time. And then they do a secret handshake. Mm-hmm. I was like, where did that come from? Uh, the pinky promises and the secret handshakes are coming out. It was cute. I liked the handshake. I loved it. Yeah. Scott and Abby now chat and Abby is like, people see that we're compatible. 
<laughs> Which I guess just means that like they weren't in the bottom, like the public vote. Yeah. But again, I think that probably has a lot more to do with like the public's infatuation and obsession with Scott than her. <laughs> oh, the public do not like Abby. Yeah. At all. <laughs> also, right. did you know there's a moment in one of these episodes, I forget exactly I didn't write it down, but Abby asks Jess, like in the makeup room, she's like, Did you see the PDA between me and Scott? I can't. It was like, why are you thinking about that? Yeah. So weird. She is very aware of being on the show and how she's coming off. I guess her and Scott are using a pod. Yeah. Scott (laughs) says that everyone has passed the situation and he wouldn't have gotten to know Abby if he thought that she did have really strong feelings for Mitch, which is like ridiculous because they didn't really hang out or get to know each other when she was with Mitch and she literally rejected him. Right. Tyreek and Sammy now chat and Tyreek says that he feels like Abby still likes Mitch and he doesn't think that feelings go away in three days, but Scott's just going with it. Right. And then in the morning, we have our BCGC. Ella shares that she's happy and she felt like Tyreek put in a lot of effort into that declaration of love. Molly shares that she feels good and Zach says that he is deeper in with Molly than he thought. And Ella, Tyreek, and Sammy are now chatting. They're having breakfast on the daybeds. And Sammy, Tess, Sammy shares with them that he is also in love. Tyreek's like, what? <laughs> He's like, uh, this was my episode. Right. You can do that later. Right. <laughs> His face was literally that that meme of that guy who was like, like blinks and like right. yeah, I know exactly back. what He's you're like, talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy says that it is scary and he needs to go over things in his head. And then Whitney, Jess, and Abby are talking. Abby's like, I think me and Scott make a good couple. Yeah. (laughs) And Whitney says, don't be naive. Take time with your feelings. Good advice. She gives the best advice of anyone in the world. She she really does. She gives great advice. (laughs) So Locke and Sammy and Scott then chat. Locke says that he and Whitney are in a good place. And she's been asking about being closed off a lot. He does say that he feels ready for that. Sammy agrees, but he says he wants to feel certain and he can definitely see a future with Jess. Ella, OG Ella then gets a text. It's a challenge. Couple goals. Everyone is going to be revealing what they really think about each other. Love it. Everyone is asked a question about who they think, which Islander relates to this question. They're... So they're asked questions, and each couple has to choose which couple they think fits Fits each question the best. Yes. Yes. The first question is, which couple is most argumentative? Mitch and Ella B. say Tyreek and Ella. Tyreek and Ella say Jess and Sammy. Molly and Zach say Tyreek and Ella. Scott and Abby say Tyreek and Ella. Tyreek to this says that at least it shows he cares in it. (laughs) He's got someone to care about. Which is like, you chose, like, everyone chose Tyreek and Ella as an answer to this question, but he chose to say that to Scott and Abby. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because Whitney and Lockin then also say Tyreek and Ella, and Jess and Sammy also say Tyreek and Ella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, then the next question is, which couple has the least sexual chemistry? Mitch and Ella B say Whitney and Lockin. Tyreek and Ella say Mitch and Ella B. Tyreek isn't really sure if Ella B is interested in having sex with Mitch. 
you wrote, Ty isn't sure if Ella B wants to bone Mitch. Bone Mitch, <laughs> yeah. I was just being less vulgar about it, I guess. <laughs> Molly and Zach are next. They also say Whitney and Lockin. And to this, Whitney says that's not what the public thought. Mm. Scott and Abby go next. They say Jess and Sammy. And Whitney and Lockin say Mitch and Ella B. Jess and Sammy say Whitney and Lockin. I was kind of surprised by this. What did you think? I was surprised by it as well. It felt like another instance this season of a black woman like being the, the other islanders not being able to see her as sexual. Yeah, I get that. I also liked though that Whitney and Lockin ITM'd after this that basically they were like, We kiss. We're saving the rest for outside the villa. And like yeah. that's kind of how they interpreted it is like, oh yeah, like people know we're not fucking in here and like right. yeah, we're not. Which is what Ron and Lana said, too, actually, last season. Yeah. Although, I will say this, like, we didn't see a lot of, like, touchy-feeliness between Ron and Lana. I do... Whitney and Lachlan are making out in bed all the time. I know. So, I really didn't get that. That, to me, was confusing. I think that the easy answer is Scott and Abby, which no one chose. Right. Or Mitch and Bombshella. To me, this was the entire island teaming up against Whitney and Lachlan because they're favorite couple. Oh, 100%. And they want to sow doubt into the minds of the UK. I think that's absolutely right. I think that's what's happening for sure. Yeah, I think it worked, unfortunately. The next question is, which couple are the biggest attention seekers? And Mitch and Ella say Jess and Sammy because they're the loudest and they're jokey. I would say that's true. Like, there have been so many fucking instances of them screaming at each other across the villa. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Tyreek and Ella... Uh, Molly and Zach also say Jess and Sammy. Scott and Abby say Tyreek and Ella. Whitney and Lockin say Tyreek and Ella. And Whitney brings up how Tyreek said that he wanted to make a scene. And that was in our last episode. Yeah. They all laugh about it. I think the fact that they all laugh about this and Whitney made this joke is a little bit of like an insight into the fact that the Islanders see Tyreek how I do and how I think we do of like, Uh. you're a pot stirrer, but like... We like what you bring to the villa and like yeah. you're kind of harmless at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that was me reading too much into it. And then no, I Jess think fair. and Sammy say Tyreek and Ella. Yeah. Next question. Which couple is the most one-sided? Mitch and Ella say Abby and Scott. Tyreek and Ella say Bombshella and Mitch. As do Zach and Molly. As do Abby and Scott. And Mitch says... I could have gotten Abby back after the recoupling. He's probably not wrong, to be fair. Yeah. I think she might have taken him back, but even still. Yeah. Not something worth saying. Agreed. Whitney and Locken say Scott and Abby, as do Jess and Sammy. And Sammy says when Scott talks to the boys, he has a don't really care mentality, which I think is also very pot stirry and gameplay and probably effective at sowing seeds of doubt in Abby's head. I agree. The next question is, which couple is the most unlikely pairing? This was so funny. Okay. Mitch and Ella B. 
Okay. No, sorry. I want you to go through it, and then I okay. want to do a quick activity with you afterwards. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Mitch and Ella B, Tyreek and Ella all say Zach and Molly. Zach and Molly then say themselves. Uh-huh. Scott and Abby, Whitney and Lockin, and Jess and Sammy all say Zach and Molly. And in the midst of all this, everyone is saying that because Zach is a South Londoner boy and Molly is a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... They keep repeating that Zach is from South London and Molly is from Doncaster. And, like, this is, like, such an unlikely pair. I would like for you to look up stereotypes of South Londoners and I'm going to look up stereotypes of Doncasterners. And then we can share and see why everyone feels this way. I love this. Well, I can tell you that upon a quick Google, it says stereotypes associated with South London are commonly racist stereotypes. The South is poor, rough, less, quote, British. Hmm. Sounds like people think North London is very affluent. The biggest stereotype that I'm finding about people from Yorkshire is that they are tight with money. There's a British saying that a Yorkshire man is a Scotman with all the generosity squeezed out of him. Which references how Scots are also stereotyped as being tight with money, but not as tight as Yorkshire folk. This is interesting. I feel like I'm not... So it's that. That's the number one. Number two is you all talk the same, that they all have the same accent, just like whatever. Number three is you're all stubborn, narrow-minded, or rude because people from Yorkshire may be more to the point and honest about what they say. Number four, you all wear flat caps and own whippets. What is that? (laughs) To me, whippet is laughing gas. Uh, Oh, I'm pretty sure they mean the dog. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was a kind of dog. I'm pretty sure. And then thinking we're too proud of where we're from. That's what I see in this article. Yeah, whippets or dogs. I'm Googling Doncaster stereotypes farmer. Nice. Well, they say uh, Doncaster is like a rural area. So that's why. And she does live on a farm with her family, to be fair. Okay. Can you find anything about South London stereotypes that's not just the racial stuff? It just says it's poor, rough, and less British. No, the south of London is home to a large proportion of London's black population. Large number of Jamaicans settled here in the 60s, and it's been a hotspot for immigration ever since. So unfortunately, this means stereotypes associated with South London are commonly racist, poor, rough, less, quote, British. Huh. But then this person writing this list said that South London is their favorite area of London for its friendly people, melting pot community, wonderful markets, and amazing music scene. Well, this is very strange. It feels like those are not, like, super contrary. I guess it's more like Zach is a city boy and Molly is a country girl. And that's the big difference. Okay. Here we are again, Ari, bringing up racism, (laughs) being too woke. Somebody (laughs) on Reddit says that there's a stereotype about the South that – um, taxis don't go south of the river. Oh, wow. Do you know that they did studies on 
London taxi drivers and found that they actually have enlarged hippocampi. Would that be the plural? Their hippocampus is enlarged because in order to become a taxi driver in London, you literally have to memorize the entire city. Like I've talked to drivers about it who've said that you have to, they'll be like, tell me how to get from like this address to this address. And you have to tell them, like walk them through. I would turn right on this street and go north five blocks and then turn left here and it would be like on the left side or whatever that's crazy i imagine it's very difficult to drive a taxi in london it's such an old old city and old cities are not usually well planned right yeah exactly because they kind of just have to expand as they expand but I, yeah, I always thought that, that was super interesting, and it, there's like a like strong taxi culture versus like Uber culture because they kind of take pride in that taxi knowing. Yeah, exactly. I imagine New York is quite similar, although New York's easier. It's a grid system. So the next question is, which couple is most smug? So Mitch and Ella say Whitney and Lockin because they're the nation's favorite couple. Tyreek and Ella also say Whitney and Locken. Tyreek says because Whitney thinks she's winning because she's with the typical nice guy, mm. which fuck off, Tyreek. Yeah. she's Ella's with a typical bad boy. <laughs> Zach and Molly also say Whitney and Locken. Scott and Abby say Zach and Molly because they've ignored the Katie issues. If I were asked this question, I would actually also say Zach and Molly were most smug. Mm-hmm. Whitney and Locken go... Yeah, they say Zach and Molly because they think they're better than the drama. Exactly. Same Whitney. I think that's exactly why they're smug. And Jess and Sammy also say Zach and Molly because Jess says it feels too good to be true. They're then asked which couple is most likely to have their head turned. And Mitch and Ella say Scott and Abby, as do Tyreek and Ella and Zach and Molly. Scott and Abby say Mitch and Bombshella, and Scott says that the only reason that nobody wanted to get to know Abby was because they felt bad for Mitch since he'd been single for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Mitch calls it's them fucked up. fake, and they argue! Shock. Whitney and Locken say Abby and Scott, and Locken says that Abby holds the conversation, and Jess and Sammy say Mitchell and Bombshella. Yeah. Getting ready. There's like this weird moment with Ella and Whitney, like talking about the shower. Yeah. And Scott says that Mitch crossed a line. Whitney says, now that I'm the most smug couple, I've decided to act like it. And Ella asks why she's mad. Ella asks if she's the youngest in the family. And Whitney says, yes. And Ella's like, yeah, you can tell. I, I'm sorry. Obviously, Whitney comes back with a harsh remark, but that is such a fucking diss. It feels like when somebody's like, oh, are you an only child? Yeah, right. that's clear. Like, are are you a baby, Ari? Are you the well, baby in the family? I'm like half baby, half only child because my brother is 20 years older than me. Right. Okay. You and, actually, you and I are similar in that regard. As a fellow baby, I was deeply offended by that <laughs> I could like there is so much underneath of that. Mm-hmm. I I was shocked. I was shocked. So yeah, go ahead. I'll let you finish the rest off here. Whitney retorts and says that Ella is selfish, most selfish person she's ever met. What she continues to repeat: savage. 
Mitch and Ella chat, and Mitch is like, I need to chat with Scott. Ella says, I think that we need to go do it as a group. And then Scott and Abby chat, and Abby is sharing that she didn't feel like anyone really had her back. She says that she gets invested really quickly, and Scott is like, there is something there. Yeah. So Ella and Tyreek then have a chat, and Ella tells him about Whitney's selfish comment. Tyreek thinks that she should go talk to Whitney. We then see Whitney, Sammy, Lockin, and Jess all having a chat in the middle where they usually do the toast. Sammy asks if Whitney is going to say anything to anyone about the smug comment. And Whitney says, I'm not smug. And to be honest, I should I should have written Tyreek and Ella. But I'm friends with them, so I just dismissed it. Tyreek and Ella then walk past and Jess says hi to them. And then they ignore her, which was really awkward. Yeah. And then Jess asks if Ella is upset she a- asks the group that she's with if Ella, if they think that Ella's upset that she didn't get voted favorite couple. And Whitney says, yeah, I think so. And then just calls over to Ella and Tyreek. You guys can come join our conversation. And they say, we don't want to. They ask why. And Tyreek says, we're smug. And then Whitney says, what's your problem? And Tyreek says, no problem. And she says, then why can't you join our conversation? And he says, why don't you guys come join us? Power. I mean, absolutely what you said about the producers saying that Whitney and Luckin were the being the most like couple 100% put a target on their back. But like the Whitney and Luckin, the way that they're kind of like leaning into it and feeding into the drama, I don't really know how they could have played it better, but it just is, it's messy and messy. I didn't love this storyline. I don't like the storyline either. It just feels, all of it feels so petty. Yeah. You know? So we then see Scott, Abby, Mitch, and Ella B chatting, and Ella B says nothing was personal in the challenge. Scott says we're all in a situation where we're where we want to be. We're all happy now. And then Abby says that she's annoyed that people keep thinking that she still likes Mitch. She reiterates <laughs> that she does not. <laughs> that was Ella three B- days ago. Okay, right. <laughs> I'm over it. And Ella B then says we are all genuinely happy that you guys. We're, sorry. Ella B says that Mitch and I are both genuinely happy that you guys also like each other mm-hmm. and that you're not just like alone on your own, which is actually fair. Like it is kind of nice that they mm-hmm. have each other in this. So then we see the conversation between Whitney and Ella. Ella says that she was really upset to be called selfish and she felt like Whitney was coming for her character. Whitney goes, I wasn't joking, hun. You do have selfish tendencies. And she says that she feels like Ella puts herself first often. She uses the shower before everyone. And then Ella says she's mad that Whitney came for her in front of everyone. And especially over a shower is wild. Whitney brings up the smug comment then. And Ella starts raising her voice. She says, clearly that's gotten to you. And that's why you came for me. Whitney says, I called you selfish because you took the shower from me. You knew I was waiting. And then you took 20 minutes in the shower. Whitney says she doesn't understand the smug couple comment and she's humble. She's the most humble person ever, something like that. And then Ella said, uh, and Ella should have seen that more that she was humble than the favorite couple vote. Mm -hmm. Ella then says that Whitney shouldn't have taken the smug comment personally. It was just a game. Yeah. And then Ella basically says that Whitney can dish it, but she can't take it. And they do a lot of arguing back and forth here. And that's where our episode ends. We now are on episode 53, and we see a chat between Tyreek and Ella. She is getting upset and recounts what happened with Whitney. We now see a chat between Lockin and Whitney, and Whitney recounts what happened with her and Ella. 
Locken asks why Whitney called her selfish, and Whitney's like, I was just telling her. (laughs) (laughs) And then Whitney ITNs that Ella has princess energy. When Whitney said that Ella has princess energy, I was like, oh my god, she's hit the nail on the head. I had the exact same reaction. If I was waiting for a shower and then someone was like, oh, I'm just going to hop in. I'll just be really quick. And they took 20 minutes. I would be fuck. I wouldn't even care if they took one minute. I wouldn't care. I'd be like, no, I was fucking waiting for the shower. You can wait. You can literally just go after me. I was waiting. Oh, I would take a different approach. I would be like in Whitney's shoes. Ella, we're best friends. Just come hop in with me. Ah, uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, they could do it together. But like, if you're not comfortable with that, it's also yeah. like I get that. Yeah, sure, sure, but, sure. I mean, either way, like I just, especially if they took twenty minutes, I would have hit. I would have wanted to fucking smack her. Yeah, no, I agree. I totally <laughs> I'd be agree. So pissed. I agree. I agree. I'm really trying to like be objective about this and not let my adoration of Whitney cloud my judgment because I don't I think I don't think that Whitney handled this the best. Agreed. But she's right. She's right. <laughs> she's right. I know. No, I know. I feel the same way. I do feel like she didn't have to hold on so strongly to the like, well, I'm not going to take it back because I do think yourself like she could have been like, I apologize like that hurt your feelings. You know, it felt like a selfish thing to do in that moment. Like she could have handled that better. Yeah. But she could have. Yeah. Yeah. I don't disagree with her. I don't either. No. I And I think that like. I Yeah. I think Ella was being selfish, and I think Whitney's allowed to tell her that she was. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. She just maybe shouldn't have held on to it quite so tightly. Yeah. We now yeah. see Tyreek and Ella chat again, and Tyreek is saying that Whitney can't take banter. Molly and Jess come over, and Molly agrees with Ella. Molly is like Whitney was bringing things up that she didn't need to say, and Jess says that she doesn't feel like Ella is selfish. And then we see Scott, Tyreek, and Sammy chat, and Scott is asking about where their comments came from in the challenge. Sammy's like, Scott and Abby are only with each other because they're attracted to each other, which, like, could be worse. Right. It's like, okay. I was like, that's a decent reason to, like, initially be with someone. Yeah. In this situation, (laughs) especially. Right. Right. Tyreek says, you had a chance to talk to Abby and Casa, but didn't, which is valid. Mm -hmm. And Tyreek calls it convenient. Scott says that he wouldn't hug her in bed if he didn't care about her. (laughs) Right. And I was like, "Eh." Also, Tyreek, like brought up pretty much the same complaints to Scott when he was with Catherine. Like he said almost the exact same thing. Right. So maybe he just shows his affection in a way differently than you do, Ty. Yeah, for sure. And I do think that Tyreek is just sort of trying to like, maybe Tyreek is the one who's picked up on the public affection for Scott and he's trying to infiltrate the minds of the UK. Mm. I mean, I definitely think he's playing four dimensional chess. So I would believe that. 100%. Yeah. Ella now gets a text and the hideaway is open and it is time and I knew it was going to be them. Everyone Mm -hmm. unanimously chooses Jess and Sammy. Not only do they both dress up, but Jess is giving Barbie, which is like so on trend right now. And she doesn't even know that. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sammy puts on the little gold shorts. Right. And then stuffs them 
it is very Ken, but also I think he wore them in the uh, heart, heart racing challenge. And then they yeah. also always wear those shorts in like some sort of challenge. Like challenge, they make yeah. the boys wear them. And he like stuffs it with a sock in the front and like is showing it <laughs> off to the boys. <laughs> I found this endearing as fuck. It was pretty funny. In the hideaway, they toast, they whip each other. She gives him a massage and says, wear the condoms. Yes. And she's like, just kidding. <laughs> Implied boning. Full show. Yeah. I, the ruffling under the covers, etc. I was like, they definitely fucked. No, I think like 100% they did. Yeah. And apparently it was good because Sammy seems to be more committed to their relationship now. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. It is now morning in the villa and Jess and Sammy return from the hideaway. We see a BCGC. Jess says that the hideaway was good. She feels comfortable with Sammy. And Sammy says he feels like things are going his and Jess's way. I agree. Whitney says that she stands by calling Ella selfish. It's not always a bad thing. You just need to be more mindful. So Whitney says that she felt like Ella used the challenge as a way to say things that she wouldn't have otherwise said i.e. the smug comment and to the other girls ella says that she feels fine she just didn't expect all that from whitney and then we see three simultaneous conversations one is between jess sammy molly and zach jess is talking to them about the ella and whitney issue and molly says whitney probably didn't expect ella to give it back to her ella and tyreek are chatting Ella says she was happy for her and Lockin getting Whitney and Lockin getting the favorite couple. She doesn't know why Whitney took being smug as a bad thing, which is dumb. <laughs> of course, it's a bad thing. <laughs> and then Tyreek says that Whitney is creating a rivalry. No, Tyreek, you are. You're exactly. <laughs> Literally. Literally. So then we see Whitney and Lockin chatting and Lockin says that there is still friendship there between them and how they left it wasn't nice. Whitney feels like they have so many excuses for something so simple. Whitney says she doesn't want to fake any friendships. And then Lockin says he respects the fact that Whitney didn't raise her voice with Ella, which was fair enough because yeah. Ella was going off at her. And mm -hmm. then Zach gets a text. Ella and Whitney are leaving the villa for a one-on-one. -on -one. As the girls get ready, Ty and Lockin are both like hyping the others up and telling them what to do yeah literally it's like whitney getting ready with Lockin chatting and ella getting ready yeah. with just Tyreek. it was like a <laughs> boxing match <laughs> all right so we see them i think they just kind of like go outside and sit down yeah pretty much and ella is saying to whitney that she felt like a lot more came out from whitney yesterday when ella just wanted to resolve things and Whitney says, I could sit here and tell you that you're not selfish, but I don't believe that. <laughs> selfish. Again, where I'm like, you could just be like, I'm sorry that that hurt you. I, I think that like the only way Whitney could stand by, because I think it's okay. I think it's okay for Whitney to feel like that. And I, mm -hmm. I do think like, so I watched this video from Sideman today and he was mm. like, people just want people to only say nice things about them and never like really say the truth and I was like I, I actually totally get that like if I'm acting selfish or rude or something like that like I would want to be called out on that so that in the future I can change I think that Whitney maybe could have said something to the extent of like I understand that the way I, I mean, well you know what it's dumb she ends up doing it later but yeah essentially the way that I told you that you were being selfish and that it was hurtful to me personally I went about that the wrong way I am sorry for hurting your feelings. Right? right. But right now, no, she's being very stubborn and she's like, nope, 
I meant it. I'm not taking it back. You're selfish. (laughs) It kind of reminds me what you just said of the conversation that we saw earlier in the season between Tyreek and Ella, where Tyreek was like, I don't like the way that you handled that, but like, I'm not going to, I'm going to back you in front of the group, but like, I want you to know that like, I think that you should apologize. I don't even remember what it was in reference to, but like, that is a good way of calling somebody out for their behavior if you don't agree with that versus like this sort of petty back and forth bullshit. I just want to say, Ella shot first. Yeah. I think we're all forgetting that. Ella shot first. She did. She did, she did, she did. That's a Star Wars reference. <laughs> Never seen it. Greedo shot first. What? Oh my God. That's right. Never <laughs> we won't go down that path again. <laughs> yeah. Never seen Star Wars. Wow. No. No interest. Woo! You never know until you try. Yeah. Whitney says, you can be selfish and nice. Again, very similar to what I was saying about us, the duality of being able to hold two things as true simultaneously. One does not inherently negate the other. Yes. Ella's like, but it's still a hurtful comment. And ask Whitney why she is friends with her if she feels this way about her. Whitney is like, you're angry because of a challenge. And Ella says, you've been there with me for the last seven weeks. Ella says that she knows she's been a good friend to Whitney. And Whitney feels like Ella is dismissing what she's saying. Ella says that she feels the same and they return to the villa. I will say, like, Whitney keeps repeating, like, well, if I actually had a problem with you, I would bring it up outside of a challenge. Like, do you not know me? Like, of course I would say it directly to your face. Right. But then is upset about what Ella said about her in the challenge. Right. She's not really addressing that. That's where she lost me a little bit. Yeah. And Ella is trying to get her to talk about it. And Whitney is pretty much refusing to do so. Yeah. So they are just like, we're not getting anywhere with this. And they return to the villa. Right. And then while they're getting ready, they tell the girls that they didn't get it resolved. We see Tyreek and Lockin chatting. And they're both like, it didn't go well. And Lockin is like, I went up and hugged Ella and asked how it went. She said, not well. And like, I just, I thought that Tyreek and Lockin handled this whole situation pretty well. I agree. With their women and with each other. Yeah. At some point, Whitney and Ella pass each other in the hallway, and Whitney gives her a hug. Ella's like, I don't know why you can't just say sorry for hurting my feelings. And Whitney says, I'm sorry for hurting your feelings, but you also hurt mine. And then we move into the nighttime portion of the evening where Abby makes the toast, and we see Tyreek and Ella chatting. Tyreek is wearing an American flag jacket. I had to note that. He's repping the U.S. of A., uh, Ella says she felt like the conversation with Whitney was going in circles and they basically just left it at agreeing to disagree. We then see Whitney, Whitney and Locken talking and Whitney says nothing got resolved. Locken says that their friendship isn't worth losing and that no one is perfect. Mm, Whitney, great and advice. Locken, great advice. Whitney and Locken then have a brief conversation about their relationship. Whitney says that it's bubble vibes with her and Locken. Much, very much insinuating, like, I don't know what this is going to look like in the real world, but right in here, right now, feels good. Right. And Locken says he does feel like they do probably need to be exclusive in order to move forward with their relationship. Yeah. Whitney then decides to pull Ella. She sees Ella kind of like walking past, and Whitney like pulls her into where she's sitting. Ella says she feels like she took the smug comment personally when she didn't take the attention seeking comment personally. 
She says that she doesn't need a challenge to mask how she feels. And then Whitney says, I tell people the truth who I know can take it. And I stand by what I said. You're a good person. But I didn't say what I said with love. And I apologize. And they agree to move on. They hug. And I thought that was a great way to wrap it all up. Totally. Yeah. Whitney is like, I normally approach these sorts of situations being really straightforward and with love, but I didn't bring the love in that conversation with you. And I'm sorry for that. And this is where I was like, Whitney, all is forgiven. That was very astute and kind and perfect. I have a friend who will often say things very bluntly. She says it because she knows I can take it. Even though I, it's like I have a hard outer shell, but inside I am baby. I am so sorry. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so sometimes, and I I very much understood it was like, I get it. Like I, I, I empathize with Ella in this moment because I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like Whitney did not say this with love and she should have said it with more love. Sometimes when you know that a friend can take it, like you can be really brutally honest with them and they can handle it. But it's also like, remember, like they are people and like you can't just like punch them. Yeah, absolutely. We now see a chat between Whitney and Jess. Whitney shares that her and Ella sorted things out, and Jess says sometimes Whitney can give good advice, but she struggles with taking it. Whitney agrees and says that she does want to be called out on on things, which I think is great. Mm -hmm. Jess asks about how things are going with Lockin, and Whitney shares that she likes him a lot and feels like he is everything that she wants, and she's worried it's too good to be true. Mm -hmm. Jess agrees and says that she looks forward to the real world, and we now see Abby, Whitney, and Lockin chat. Abby feels that she will often say that she likes Scott, but she's not sure where he's at. And Lockin suggests that they have a serious conversation. I feel like so much of the advice in these episodes has just been like, oh, why don't you just go talk to the person? (laughs) Like literally every piece of advice. You should go talk to them. (laughs) Yeah, that's always the advice. Abby says he doesn't even make her coffee. When I found this out, I was like, shit, he doesn't like her. No, I know. Like, it's a little bit funny and frivolous, but in the villa, in like, the that's villa, a that's big a thing. Big fucking deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whitney says if he wanted to, he would. Oh, so true. I know. And tells Abby that her intuition is not wrong. Again, the advice. Good advice. Give it all to me. Always. Yep. Scott and Abby now chat, and Abby shares that she's struggling. She's like, I feel like there's a lack of interest on your end. And says that the things he does don't really show her that he's interested in her. He's like, if I didn't want to hold your hand, I wouldn't. (laughs) It's like such a small thing. And then he says, girls live in a perfect world where all of that happens. What the fuck did that mean? (laughs) That means that he thinks that women have too high of standards and should just accept the crumbs that he's willing to give. The bar is in hell. Got it. (laughs) He, he wants the bar to be wants in hell. Wants the bar to be in hell. So that any little thing that he does is like surpassing their extremely low expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Abby's like, well, Mitch did that sort of stuff for me every day. And that. Scott is like, yeah, but you're comparing I'm not like Mitch. I was like, all right, Scott, gaslight. <laughs> <laughs> gaslight Abby about this one. 
Abby's like, we don't have a lot of time here. And Scott says, now that we've communicated, we can go from here. I'm like, okay, it seems like no resolution was reached, but okay. Abby communicated a very specific want. And Scott kind of pushed back on that. So we'll see. I guess we'll see if he uh, agrees to her terms or not. Yeah, well, he just basically dismissed that her having that want was even valid Valid. in the first place. Yes, that's true. But we'll see. We'll still see if he actually ends up doing it. Yeah. If he's not an idiot, he will. (laughs) If he wants to stay on the fucking show, like, what are you doing? I know. I know. So Sammy and Tyreek then chat. Uh, Sammy says he has a plan. He wants to gather everybody up on the terrace. And then everyone on the terrace will say, will you be my girlfriend to Jess out on a queue? Will you be his girlfriend? Will you be his girlfriend on yeah. a queue? <laughs> so, but I love the polyamorous <laughs> twist. <laughs> will you be our girlfriend? <laughs> so Sammy then pulls Jess. Tyreek starts gathering everybody. Sammy says to Jess that he's matured a lot. He's learned a lot of hard lessons. He doesn't get feelings easily, and he really likes how things are going. And then he, his, the cue is, help me out, guys. And then the Islanders pop up, and they say, Jess, will you be his girlfriend? And she says yes. And yeah. they kiss. And that's the end of our episode. I think that Sammy seemed like genuinely really happy and really into her, and that is why I was like, the sex was good. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah I t- uh, there i was like oh he made her his girlfriend the next day like exactly she probably gave him a solid blowy <laughs> <laughs> definitely but also the game playing side of sammy knows that he needs to keep up with the pace of tyreek and Alma. yeah he's like i gotta i gotta follow in uh tyreek's footsteps here Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, literally after that happened, he's like, I'm in love, too. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So before we get into our awards, I would love to discuss what you think in terms of, like, the difference between I love you and will you be my girlfriend in the villa? Because we sometimes will see both. Uh Uh-huh. But it's not always in the same order. It's not like one always comes before the other. Which one means more? Which one is more serious in the Love Island villa? It's hard to say which one's more serious in the villa because actually, no, I think saying I love you is more serious than a boyfriend, girlfriend, because I I think there's a level of like exclusivity that happens a lot. Like once you're like closed off, we're exclusive. Like you might as well be boyfriend and girlfriend at that point. Right. And that's a little bit more of just a technicality. Yes, definitely. Definitely. But by saying I love you, that is like all eggs fully. Right. Like you're in. Well, I think boyfriend and girlfriend is all eggs too is a thing. It is. It definitely is. It definitely is. F- my, they might as well be one in the same. Like, okay, I will say this. In the real world, in my experience, I'm usually someone's girlfriend before I say I love you. Hmm. Usually the commit for me, the commitment is made before the feeling is there. In my experience in the real world, I feel like the, like, will you be my girlfriend thing? Like, I don't, I think I've said this before on the podcast. I don't think Gabe ever, like, actually asked me to be his girlfriend. We just said I love you at one point. Interesting. And deleted our Tinders. Lucas and I had, like, an exclusivity talk, basically. Right. And it was, like, agreed, like, okay, so, like, we're boyfriend-girlfriend now, basically. Okay, and yeah. Then we, we said I love you later. We did the exclusivity thing. We didn't say we're boyfriend, girlfriend. We deleted our dating apps. And then after that was the I love you. I will say, 
with both Sammy and Tyreek situation, they played it well to where now, like, there's enough of the show left to where they both can do the other thing, you know? Sammy mm-hmm. can still so- tell Jess that he loves her. Yeah, yeah. And Tyreek can still ask Ella to be his girlfriend. Yes. But they both took a really big step. Yes, definitely, definitely. I wonder a little bit if Sammy wanted to do the girlfriend thing versus the love thing because he was saying, I'm in love too. Right. But I wonder if he wanted to do that to differentiate their storyline a little bit. Yeah, maybe so. I also, I do think there's like a part of Sammy that's still not quite sure if he's in love. But he knew that he wanted to make Jess his girlfriend. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, loved this beautiful love-filled moment for all of them. We get a little bit of a preview of like the families coming in. And I just have to ask you, is Zach's sister famous? maybe give me one second i recently wrote this down let me check my notes nipo babies zach i wrote it down didn't write why oh but i did save my link here it is (laughs) let me look yes zachariah is the younger brother of radio and tv personality snoochie shy who appeared Mm -hmm. on i'm a celeb in 2021 she has 188K Instagram followers. Snoochie. What a name. Yep. I wonder what her real name is. Went to see Lil Broski Zach, which she spells Z-A-C. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway. Anyway. Fun. <laughs> interesting thing to look forward to for next week. So let's get into our awards. Yes. Ari, how many of your eggs are in which Islanders baskets this week? All right, so this week I have four eggs for Ella and Tyreek for being in love. Love that. I have four eggs for Sammy and Jess for being boyfriend-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I have four eggs for Tyreek and Luckin for how they handled the drama between Ella and Whitney. What about you? Love it. I gave my usual six to Whitney and Luckin. <laughs> uh, my usual 12 for Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> I gave two to Jess and Sammy, two to Molly and Zach, and two to Tyreek and Ella. Cute. Nice little even, even out my top four here. And who was your most toxic? Who was your most toxic Islander of these episodes? I said, honestly, Ella and Tyreek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were mess. They were a little Tyreek so potstery. He was just like. I felt like he was kind of gassing Ella up on why she should hate Whitney. Yeah, because he was, he was like, like pointing out so many you're, negatives. You're fighting for our dignity as a couple vibes. Yeah, and like Lockin was like, "Don't squander this friendship." Lockin was like, "Why would you say that to her, Whitney?" <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it to Ellen Tyreek. I mean, I, I, you know, I guess I could give it to Whitney, but why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> You know that clip in Parks and Rec where Mona Lisa is asking for money from her father? Um, What's his face? He's in Barry. Uh, Gene something? He was in Happy Days? No. Uh, I did. I watched Parks and Rec, but like not to the point that I would remember a specific scene. There's a scene where she's asking for money and her dad is like, she has done she's like money please and then they're like why are you gonna give her money and he's she's like she has done nothing wrong ever in her life 
<laughs> like just blindly defense defending. <laughs> yeah, that is us with Whitney. You're saying yes, <laughs> or at least me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I was asking Gabe as I was going through the awards, who do you think should be the most toxic? And he was like, maybe Whitney. And I was like, I can't. Yeah, I, I know refuse. exactly. Like, I can't bring myself to do that. Yeah. So anyway, I settled on Scott. Oh, I like that. Tell me why. With I do think that Ella is a close second. I just think that like ugh, the everything that he said to Abby, the way that he handled everything, his like deep insecurity, but also absolute inability to play the game in a way that will get him further on the show. Yeah. I just I can't with him and I'm over it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I really hate how he's treating Abby. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Ari, what was your most shocking moment this week? So my most shocking moment of these episodes was the confrontation between Whitney and Ella and mm-hmm. everything that came with it. The one-on-one that they got, which is pretty unusual and just, I did not like it. And yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. That was my like original shocking moment and then i thought about it a little bit more and mine is actually how rapidly the public have turned on whitney since then really to which i say get it together fam don't fuck fuck this up whitney and Locken have to win we can't vote i vote know for us I for know. whitney it's, this is subliminal messaging <laughs> <laughs> whitney and Locken will win Love Island season 10. Me and Locken should be the winners. <laughs> Locken should be the first male Casa Bomb winner ever, and there should be two back to back. And Whitney is one of the best characters we've ever seen on the show, and she deserves to win. Ella and Tyreek will be fine. They're going to make so much money, and they'll be happy to come in second place. so who are your finalist predictions oh my gosh okay my finalist predictions are the same as last week i've got whitney and lockett as long as the public don't turn on them completely tyreek and ella jess and sammy molly and zach in that order yeah okay yeah mine is pretty similar but i said that for winners it will be either tyreek and ella or whitney and Locken, and that the drama between them is because they are very aware of the fact that they're the top two couples um and i still think that they will be joined by sammy and jess and zach and molly and then i made a quick note that tbh i think that the season was less interesting when molly got brought back yeah mm-hmm. agreed so can't wait to see Whitney oh win the show. One more week of Whitney <laughs> and then she wins the show. And then she will forever be the season 10 <laughs> champion. <laughs> yeah, I, I cannot believe we only have a week left, Ari. This is crazy. I know. So stay tuned. We don't know exactly the dates of like when the finale will air, but of course we will be bringing you content Um you know, not only just for next week, but for the finale and the reunion. And then we'll have off-season content as well. Stay tuned to hear about all of that. Yes. Um, but we cannot wait to wrap up the season with you all I and know. chat with you next Monday. So excited. Can't, Can't wait, guys. Wait. See you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us at She's Got The Chat on Instagram and TikTok. 
rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Can't wait to chat next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.